It is time for promotions here at the Profits Picks Football Podcast Show once again. And I want to start with my daughter in Atlanta, Georgia, in the Eastern Time Zone. And that is Nails by Amani, the best nail technician in or outside of the 285 perimeter in Atlanta, Georgia, more specifically 258 South Main Street, Suite F, Jonesboro, Georgia, 30236. She is once again the best nail technician in Atlanta, Georgia, inside or outside the 285 perimeter. Check out Nails by Amani today. Look her up on Instagram as well. All right. Let's not forget about the missus. And that is, of course, shopneolife.com forward slash Forest Health. Once again, that is shopneolife.com forward slash F O R R E S T H E A L T H. And check out her newest business, the one that we all want to see prosper more than any of the other ones, quite frankly, and that is onlineandbeautyboutique.com. And that is O N L I N E B E A U T Y B O U T I Q U E dot com. The onlinebeautyboutique.com, heavenly hair, and little man. He checks out the show every now and again with some intro music, and that is Arigato Joey at SoundCloud.com. Once again, that is A-R-I-G as in greatness, A-T-O-J-O-E-Y at SoundCloud.com. He makes music, and he also makes music for my podcast show. Check me out. I'm on Instagram at the Prophets Picks 2019. Once again, that is at the Prophets Picks 2019. I'm on Twitter at Prophets underscore Picks. You can email me. Theprofitspicks at gmail.com and look us all up today. Everybody stay safe out there and stay tuned for the show coming up next. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Proper Fix Football Podcast Show, a podcast show that is offered and available, quite frankly, for free on every single podcast platform known to today's men and women and worldwide. Welcome back to the Proper Fix Show. And this is the results show series here at the Prophets Picks podcast continuing on strong and hard for the 2022 NFL football season. I hope everyone is having a wonderful Saturday afternoon. Um, you can listen to who I predicted to win for Sunday Sunday's day games right now if you want to. And you can also take the time out to Go and listen to my predicted winner for tomorrow night's game. And that game tomorrow night is an uneventful one if you are Denver Broncos fans because you have to deal with Mike Shanahan's son, Kyle Shanahan. So if you want to know I predicted to win on tomorrow in the day games, the 1 o'clock window as well as the 4.05 and the 3.425 games, 
Take the time out to go and listen to my shows. Trust me, if you're going to listen to just one of those shows, you're going to get a treat for you. Already recorded from me in the recording. Inching ever so closely to the top of the two o'clock hour here in the Central Division time zone. It is 1.41 p.m. on a Saturday, September the 24th. Coming to you live from the Prophets Pick Studios here in the city of Houston, the Prophets Pick Studios forward slash media centers. This is Thursday Night Football Results Show. All right, it is 2.41 now, Atlantic Eastern Eastern Standard Time. Good afternoon. It is 12.41 in the mountain. Good afternoon. I hope everyone is enjoying your college football as it is flying by quicker than the NFL season because collegiate football season is way shorter than NFL season. Championship games in college for each conference is played the first weekend in December. So NFL is going on for a whole nother month and a half, quite frankly, when you include the tournament. College football is basically over with around Thanksgiving and after that first weekend in December, championship weekend. All the other games that are played after that, those are just bowl games. So it's an extension of collegiate football season, just like the January tournament is an extension of the NFL. But the NFL now plays two weeks in to the month of January, which are regular season games that count. So collegiate football season zooming by. It started Labor Day weekend. Honestly, it started a week before Labor Day weekend. It's called Collegiate NCAA Football Week Zero is what they call it. And um, hope everyone is enjoying it. I'm trying to enjoy myself. Time just goes by so fast. It's really hard for me to keep up. It is once again 1243 now in in the mountain. Good afternoon to you mountain time zoners. And in the time zone of the West Coast and or the Pacific, it is... Uh, 11.43 a.m. Good morning to you out there. Good morning to the Hawaiian Islands, the World War II Memorial out there, and good morning to Anchorage, Alaska. What's up, Anchorage? This is Prospects Football Podcast Show. This is the Thursday Night Football Results Show. I was wrong, and I talked a little bit about this in the Monday Night Football Prediction Show that I just got done fin- um, publishing a few moments ago. Um, last week I went 17, 14, and one. Um, I start out week three, 0 and one. And I'm looking forward to tomorrow's games. Um, in all honesty, I don't really know how many of the games I will actually be able to watch because of my current situation. I don't know how many games I will actually be in position to watch and enjoy with either a bag of chips or a bowl of popcorn or some hot wings and french fries, whatever it may be. Most likely, it may just be that one game that's in the four o'clock window. And then again, it may be just that one game in the one o'clock window that I started watching late once I get home. And that's another thing. I don't know what time I'm going to get home tomorrow. (laughs) So, um, but I am still nevertheless looking forward to the remainder of this day. And I am looking forward to tomorrow because I do look forward to life. I love living. So, 17, 14, and 1. Looking forward to tomorrow's games. Interesting matchups. Thursday was a huge letdown for me. I picked the Steelers to win 18 to 16, and Pittsburgh lost. 
They did get 17 points, though. Cleveland Browns got 29. And that last touchdown that they got, it was really uneventful. The way that they got it, if anyone has seen the football game, hit me up, prophetspicks at gmail.com. Tell me how ridiculous the last play of the game was. That last touchdown that the Cleveland Browns scored, they scored it with literally no seconds left in the game. And it was a defensive score. So, I don't know what's going on with Pittsburgh. If I'm not mistaken, I picked the Pittsburgh Steelers to go to the Super Bowl. Um, If I didn't, please let me know because I've recorded so many shows. I don't know if I picked Kansas City and the Rams or if I picked the Steelers and the Rams. But I do know that I picked the Rams. And speaking of the Rams, they're not looking too good either. After their blunder this past Sunday, it took an athletic, acrobatic interception by Jalen Ramsey for the uh, Los Angeles Rams to seal their victory against my Falcons. And it shouldn't have took that because the Falcons are still rebuilding. You know, they had a bad year last year with Matt Ryan. They don't have Matt Ryan now, and it's probably better that they don't because he's not looking too good in Indianapolis. But at the end of the day, Pittsburgh Steelers, they don't have a quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger is gone. And you will listen to the comment that I just made and you will say, well, what are you talking about, Prophets Picks? They got Mitch Trubisky and they got a rookie in Kenny Pickett that's waiting in the wings. Okay. What's your point? Mitchell Trubisky, let me say this. I don't think he's a career backup. If Mitchell Trubisky landed anywhere other than the following cities as a franchise quarterback in the first round as a draft pick or second round or wherever the heck he was drafted, if he lands in Kansas City and there is no Patrick Mahomes, I think Mitchell Trubisky is a really good quarterback, really good starting franchise quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. Why do I think that if he was drafted there and there was no Patrick Mahomes there? Well, this is how you know who's knowledgeable about the NFL and how the NFL works and who's not. Andy Reid is there. Duh. That's your answer right there. Andy Reid is a quarterback whisperer. Andy Reid, if you can't survive and or succeed as an NFL quarterback under the tutelage of Andy Reid, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, unfortunately, John Gruden, we know he's never going to coach in the league again, but he was another example before all of his darkness came to the light. Um, Sean Payton, if you can't evolve and get better as a quarterback in the NFL under the tutelage of the guys that I just named to you, you're either going to be a career backup as a second string quarterback or worse, a third string quarterback or worse than that on the practice squad, or you're not going to be in the NFL at all. So if you're in the NFL at all, first and foremost, it's a blessing. It's a gift, right? You're fortunate. That means you're good enough to play. Kevin Stefanski is another one. 
how could I forget him? But I'm just thinking about guys that are more known, that are well known. And I think after this game Thursday night, um, Cleveland Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski is going to be a better known uh, NFL head coach and a better known quarterback coach. Because we know the story of Jacoby Brissett. And if you don't know the story of Jacoby Brissett, let me give it to you really quickly before I go into the statistics of this game from Thursday Night Football. Jacoby Brissett was drafted by the New England Patriots. He was the third string guy behind Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, We know who Jimmy Garoppolo is. We've seen him in the Super Bowl. We saw what he can do. If that roster was set right now, it would be Brady, Brissett, then Garoppolo. He got an opportunity to play in New England when Garoppolo got hurt. He then leaves New England. He heads to, I believe it was Indianapolis, if I'm not mistaken. And this is off the top of my head. I don't have anything in front of me, even though I have the computer and the internet right here in front of me. And I can look it up, but I'm going off of physical memory of my own brain, not help from Google or the or the World Wide Web. But he then goes to, um, once again, the Indianapolis Colts. He is a backup there and Andrew Luck retires. He's your starting guy there. Okay. And then after he leaves there, Jacob Brissett is in, um, I believe it's Miami for one season. Um, now Teddy Bridgewater is there taking his place and Jacob Brissett finds his way to Cleveland. Mr. Watson gets suspended and now Jacoby Brissett finds himself the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Not just for a couple of weeks, not just for three or four weeks. He finds himself the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns for basically the majority of the season. I mean, is it even going to help the Cleveland Browns to bring back to to bring back um, Deshaun Watson in the first week of December that's when he is eligible to come back and Jacoby Brissett has been in the league for seven seasons he was born born in West Palm Beach, Florida and that's funny because I used to live really close to West Palm Beach, Florida um, before I moved to uh, Beaumont, Texas last May 2021 so the question is, are you even going to have to bring him, uh, bring Deshaun Watson? Is there even a reason to bring him back? I mean, it, he literally has not played for over a year. If anything, if the Browns are 7-2 and two or 8-4 or 8-3 or, or or, or or, or whatever, with Jacoby Brissett, I don't know if you want to even mess up that chemistry. Why even screw with that? I don't think that'll be wise. I think you keep Jacob Brissett where he is as the starting quarterback right now, the franchise quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. And then for the 2023 season, you reset, you start over, you make sure um, Mr. Watson is doing what he's supposed to do and he's doing everything with um, getting help that he needs with the off-field issues that he's had and you make sure he does that and then you bring him back with a quarterback competition with Jacoby Brissett and Deshaun Watson 
And I know people are going to say, well, listening to this right now, I'm going to say, well, this guy sounds crazy. No, I don't. Think about it. If you watch that game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Cleveland Browns, they're pulling for this guy. His offensive teammates, they're on his side. They're behind him. They have his back 100%. Right now, if you just started watching the NFL and you're new to the game, you don't have a clue that Deshaun Watson is even in existence right now. If you're new to this game, let's just say hypothetically speaking, you're new to the NFL, you just started watching it, Thursday Night Football was your first game, you don't know anything about the sport, you don't know anything about Deshaun Watson, you haven't heard anything, you haven't seen anything on social media, you haven't saw anything on the news, okay? You don't live in Cleveland, you live in freaking Boise, Idaho, okay? Let's just hypothetically speak here. You said, you know what? I want to enjoy the NFL. I want to become an NFL fan. I want to get used to what the NFL is like. And you say, let me watch my first game this Thursday. Let me see what's going on. Primetime. The primetime game that you're watching for the first time in your life, that's going to determine whether or not you're going to be a future fan going forward for the rest of this season and the rest of your life. You see Jacoby Brissett out there on the field. You see what he's done. You see what he's doing. You see what he did, all la- you see what he did last week. You don't know anything about Deshaun Watson until the announcers mention him. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. But the season's basically going to almost be over by the time they bring Deshaun Watson back. And the only preseason play that Deshaun Watson got, he didn't look too sharp in it. Now, he's not going to look too sharp because he didn't play at all last season in 2021. So that's understandable. But I mean, I just don't know. Why do you break up something good? You got something good going on. And again, let's say that the Cleveland Browns have a winning record. Let's say that they are two games or more over 500 when it's time for Deshaun Watson to come back. Why do you bring Deshaun Watson back if you are three games or more over 500? And your team is winning. The Cleveland Browns have a defense. There is weaknesses in their defenses. Yes, there's a weakness in every NFL defense. That's just how the NFL is. Offensive coordinator is assigned to find weaknesses in the opposing team's defensive coordinator. And a defensive coordinator is assigned to find opposing uh, uh, weaknesses in the opposing offensive coordinator's um, game plan. That's what these guys are played for. And if they do it good enough for long enough, they can eventually become a head coach in the NFL. So with all of that being said, game statistics, the Browns won. You got Chubb, you got Hunt, Dallas Cowboys, what were you thinking? More, most, m- most importantly, Jerry Jones, what were you thinking? Amari Cooper, you let him go, really? <sighs> but they won last Sunday. They won last Sunday, but that was against the Bengals with a really bad offensive line. What's going to happen to the Dallas Cowboys when they play the Browns? The Steelers, a team that they are have a rivalry with because they play with them in mul- against them in multiple Super Bowls. What are they going to do? They being the Cowboys when they play against the Ravens. Bengals right now, they may not be the same team 
in November of this year, in December of this year. But what are you going to do when you play the other three teams in the AFC North? What's going to happen? That's the question that I pose to every single uh, Dallas Cowboys fan that's out there right now. Because again, the Dallas, the the Cincinnati Bengals aren't going to be the same team. Every single team evolves and gets either better or they get worse as the NFL season goes along. 21st downs in the game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. 10 of those 20 through the air, 9 of the 10 on the ground. Cleveland Browns defense made a mistake that awarded the Steelers offense a first down. There's your 20 total for the Steelers. The Steelers converted only one third down on nine attempts. Cleveland Browns, they converted three fourth downs on four attempts, six of 16 on third downs, 12 of their 22 first downs through the air, 10 of their 22 were on the ground. The Steelers defense did not make any mistakes that would allow the Browns to be awarded a first down. The Browns had 71 total plays of offense. Steelers had 55. Total yards in the game, 308 for the Steelers to the Browns, 376. 11 total drives for the Steelers, 10 for the Browns, one less than the Steelers in the game. Of course, that would make sense because Steelers needed to get one more in order to try to win the football game. Both of these teams, for the most part, evenly matched, but the exposure of their weaknesses, they being the Steelers, came out in the game. Both teams averaged over five yards per play, 5.6 for the Steelers, 5.3 for the Browns, 204 through the air as a team for the Steelers, 205 through the air for the Browns. You see how close these teams are right now without J.J. Watt, T.J. Watt, excuse me. It just goes to show you how much more balanced these two teams were and the talented players on the Browns side of the football, they outplayed the talent of the Steelers. Minka Fitzpatrick was not even a variable in the game. 104 on the ground as a team for the Steelers. 171 on the ground for the Browns, and that was the difference in the game, ladies and gentlemen. They didn't even average as many yards on the ground as the, uh, as the Steelers did. Browns only averaged 4.5. Steelers averaged 4.7, but they still got 171, and they averaged 4.5, and they won the game. Five penalties for both the Steelers and the Browns. 25 yards of penalties for the Steelers 24 for the Browns, 23 minutes, 51 seconds, time of possession for Pittsburgh. 30 minutes and 9 seconds, time of possession for the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to have the box score, and then I'm going to let you guys go. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday and ultimately the rest of your weekend. It's 3 p.m. Atlantic Eastern Eastern Standard Time. Good afternoon. It is 1 p.m. Mountain and it is 12 noon, high noon on the West Coast. Wow, wow, West. Good afternoon. 2 p.m. here in the Central uh, Time Zone. Props Fix Football Podcast. Thursday Night Football Results Show. A couple of days later. Dollar short, I know. An extremely uneventful day on yesterday. I wouldn't have been able to record, especially how the day unfolded on yesterday. I would have been able to record this show yesterday afternoon after work. But... I wasn't even able to clock in from work, from my lunch. I had to take the rest of the day off. Very uneventful day. But thank God it is over. Mr. Trubisky, 
20 for 32, 207 through the air, 6.5 per touchdown pass and interception. No, he had none of those. He was sacked once for loss of three yards, quarterback rating 57.4, overall rating 81.1. Najee Harris, 15 carries, 56 yards, rushing touchdown. Mitch Trubisky had a rushing touchdown as well. That's when the game was going back and forth. The momentum was shifting back and forth. Looked like it was going to be a great game for the Pittsburgh Steelers after Mitchell Trubisky scored that touchdown. But unfortunately, it ended up not being what I thought it was going to be and what the Pittsburgh Steelers expected it to be. Um, As a team, Harris, the rookie Warren, and uh, Trubisky, a total of 22 carries, 104 rushing yards, as well as averaging 4.7 yards per carry, two rushing touchdowns. I mean, look, Pittsburgh Steelers still had two rushing touchdowns. All right, so um, that is something to talk about. You can say something about that, right? Deontay Johnson, eight receptions for 84 yards. No passing touchdowns. Once again, no interceptions for Mitchell Trubisky. Stillers, receivers, tight ends, H-backs, fullbacks, as well as the uh, running backs. 20 receptions, 207 receiving yards. Averaging 10.4 per uh, no touchdown passes. Jacoby Brissett, 21 completions on 31 pass attempts. He only had 10 incompletions on Thursday night. He threw for 220 yards, averaging 7.1 yard per completion. Two touchdown passes, no interceptions. He was sacked twice for a loss of 15 yards. 69.9 quarterback rating, overall rating 109.6. 38 carries for the rushing attack for the Browns. 171 rushing yards, averaging 4.5 per, per a rushing touchdown. Nick Chubb had 113 of that 171 on 23 carries. He averaged 4.9 per. So Nick Chubb's overall average was better than the combined averages of the running backs for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Receivers, H-backs, tight ends, fullbacks, running backs for the uh, Cleveland Browns. Amari Cooper, Coop, former Dallas Cowboys, seven receptions, 401 receiving yards, 14.4 per catch, and a once again receiving touchdown. David Njoku, we don't care about nobody except just you, finally got his time in the spotlight. Nine receptions, 89 yards, averaging 9.9 per catch, a receiving touchdown. As a team, 21 total receptions, 220 receiving yards, averaging 10.5 per two receiving touchdowns. There was a formal recovery by the uh, Cleveland Browns uh, secondary, and that was Denzel Ward um, from the Ohio State University, and then Najee Harris fumbled. He lost it. Jalen Warren, the running back, he fumbled. It was recovered by Deontay Johnson. Two fumbles. One of those two fumbles were lost. Again, no interceptions thrown. Clean game by the quarterbacks for uh, both the Steelers and the Browns. 12 total tackles for Miles Jack, the former Jaguar. He was a huge underrated pickup. And he's leading in uh, stops right now for the Steelers. 12. Total tackle, 7 solo. Uh, Devin Bush. He had a year where he was hurt and he missed the season. Uh, the dynamic inside linebacker from the University of Michigan. But he's back at full strength now. He had 11 total tackles, 6 solo. Alex Highsmith, who's taking over for TJ Watt for now. But he's not TJ Watt. He is doing his best to be a TJ Watt imposter. 8 total tackles, 6 solo. A sack and a half, pretty good. Two tackles for a loss, two quarterback hits. 
uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers as a team defense. 79 total tackles, 52 solo, two sacks, three tackles, four loss, four passes defense, and four quarterback hits. Cleveland Browns, they lost a lot of players to injury. Uh, Alex Anthony Walker Jr. is gone for the season. He suffered a really bad knee injury in that game. There were other injuries that happened in that game, but I believe the players came back where they will be back for the next game. But that was the most notable, most important one. Anthony Walker Jr. is an important piece to this Cleveland Browns defense. Jacob Phillips, seven total tackles, two solo, one sack, one tackle for a loss, one pass defense, one quarterback hit. Greg Grant Delpit, the defensive back from LSU. Six total tackles, four solo. As a team, 53 total tackles for the Cleveland Browns, 35 solo, one sack, three tackles, four loss, four passes defense, two quarterback hits, and one defensive touchdown that defensive touchdown came at the end of the football game Denzel Ward recovered I believe it was a fumble in the end zone and it was a touchdown and that's how the game ended 29-17 7 zip at the end of the first quarter uh, favoring Cleveland 14-6 in the second quarter Steelers won in that quarter and, you know, NFL coaches, they break these quarters down. That's what they do. They break the season down because it is a long season. You have to be mentally tough. They break the season down into four quarters. The first four games is the first quarter of the season. Second four games is the second quarter of the season and so forth and so forth. And at the end of each and every week, you're 1-0. Every week, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0. In the third quarter, the Cleveland Browns won that quarter. And that's what NFL coaches do. They break the season down. They break games down. They break the quarters down. You have to do it that way. I believe every NFL head coach has some type of degree, no matter what level it is, with mental psychology. Because it's a mind thing. And then you get in the fourth quarter. You outlast the Pittsburgh Steelers, your hated rival in the NFC North. And not only do you get one touchdown to seal the game, Steelers got a field goal. That was it. You get two touchdowns, one at the very end of the fourth quarter and one early in the fourth quarter, 13 to three. That's the objective of the game. Defeat your opponent, have more points than they do. Just one more point in some cases than your opponent does in that game. Final score once again, Pittsburgh 17 Cleveland Browns 29. My prediction was Pittsburgh 18, Cleveland 16. Pittsburgh Steelers didn't even get the 18 points that I gave them. It was a close game. There was just too many mistakes made by the Pittsburgh Steelers on both the offensive side of the football and the defensive side of the football for your Steelers to overcome. This has been the Prophet Speaks Football Podcast Show. Thursday Night Football Results Show. Everybody stay safe out there. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday and your Sunday and your weekend overall. One.